Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Hoops with Coop. I am your host, Noel, and let's get into another week talking about hoops. So, what's been going on lately? Not a lot. Same old, same old stuff. Nuggets, Grizzlies, top of the West, Celtics, top of the East. Same old, same old stuff. So, I decided to come up with something new for this week, and I decided to do my top four hottest takes of all time, all time NBA in my eyes. Letting you know now I'm only 25, so I don't have really anything from the 80s, not anything from the 90s. I'm strictly going off of what I can remember, what I watched. So these are going to be my four hottest takes I've ever had. One or two of them might not be super hot, but trust me, I'm going to go from lowest to highest, and I feel as though the top two are pretty controversial, and some people are going to disagree with me. I might have people in group chats that will be after my head. I might have people in comment sections after my head, so who knows, but these are my takes. Please don't be mad at me. So coming in at number four, this hot take of mine. I don't know if it's as hot as it once was. Um, I feel as though last year kind of solidified it, but some people, maybe a little, maybe people that are older will definitely disagree with me. But I feel as though it is not a hot take anymore, and I will die on this hill. Steph Curry is the greatest point guard to ever play this game. I know the obvious answer for some will be Magic Johnson, five rings, multiple MVPs, multiple finals MVPs etc, etc. Steph Curry is the greatest point guard to ever live, to ever walk the face of this earth. That is my hot take. Greatest shooter ever, greatest point guard ever. I feel as though last year winning finals MVP kind of solidified that in a sense. Now, should he have won MV, uh, finals MVP before? Of course. I The Iguodala finals MVP still doesn't make sense to me. All he did was make open shots because Timothy Mozgov was guarding him and held LeBron from 40 points to 35 points. So yeah, I don't believe that he should have won finals MVP. I thought it should have went to Steph. The Durant years, sure, give it to Durant. I understand uh, he was scoring more. Steph was kind of in the background, you know, pretty much sacrificing his stats for the betterment of the team. Now, Steph has two MVPs. One was unanimous. The 73 and 19, even though they didn't win the ring that year, but still accomplishment. Multiple time All NBA player. Like I said, greatest shooter ever, three point record. Uh, what a four time champ now. He's the best point guard ever. And he's still not done. Got to think about it. He's small in stature compared to other NBA players, but his shooting is going to take, his shooting is going to be able to translate when he gets older. I believe he, he's in his early thir- early to all close to his mid-30s almost, I guess. And he's going to be able to shoot still when he's closer to 40. I just that's just how it's going to work. So his game is going to translate in the future. I feel as though he's the best point guard of all time now. I feel as though he's going to solidify that even more. So that is hot take number 4. Hot take number 3. Now, this was a big proponent because of last year, the NBA 75th anniversary team. And there were some snubs that people talked about. One was definitely Dwight Howard. 
who 100% should have been on the 75th anniversary team, but due to outside forces, you know, and how he was and, you know, kind of the ending of his career, they didn't put him on it. Clay was another snub. Doesn't really have the accolades, but outside of winning, that was another snub. And another snub for most people who felt as though his controversial takes took him out of the 75 greatest players of all time list was Kyrie Irving. And my hot take is he shouldn't have been on the 75, top 75 all-time list. The reason behind that is because, he, to me, he just has an overrated career. Kyrie has had the benefit of aligning himself with other top-tier talent, luckily, and it has propelled him into a different stratosphere that I believe he should not be on. Now, did he hit the one of the clutchest shots ever? Yes, he did. But what was he prior to that? Before LeBron got there, what was he? Then he goes to Boston. Boston makes it to the conference finals without him. The following year, he's fully healthy, and they lose in the second round in embarrassing fashion to the Bucks. Goes to Brooklyn, one year without KD, fine. Following year, they lose, he gets hurt. Next year, they get swept in the first round. He's not a winner. Uh, he loves to play hero ball. Uh, that's what he does when Durant or... LeBron are not on his team. Um, to me, he was always a step. He was always in the mold of the Stefan Marbury, Steve Francis, but him aligning himself with great talent such as a LeBron and KD, like I said, propelled him. I feel as though Dame is better than Kyrie and always was. And if you put Dame on those Cavs teams, I think the same result would happen. And let's say if Dame was healthy, I think they would have been better off competing again for instance if dame was on that team for the first warriors team i think they would have had a better shot that's just my take i think dame is better than Kyrie. i don't think Kyrie should have been the top 75 guy i understand he's a seven-time all-star couple of all nbas but i just don't see him in an historical context now for people that disagree with this i know what you're going to say his handles his offensive game his finishing there's a difference between most talented and best players there will always be a difference. Was Kevin Garnett more talented than Tim Duncan? Most likely. Was someone like Stephon Marbury, we just brought him up. Stephon Marbury is by far more talented at the game of basketball than Steve Nash. One is a Hall of Famer. One had to go to China and win a Chinese Basketball Association MVP. He ate Vaseline, the whole nine. So there is a difference between talented and best. Kyrie probably is a top 50 most talented player, probably top 25 most talented player to ever play this game. Now, is he one of the top 75 best? No, that's just the way I look at it. I just, luckily Dame made it because if Dame didn't make it and someone like Kyrie made it, then I would have been pretty mad about that. To me, Kyrie has had the benefit of having LeBron and KD by his side. Without that, he has absolutely done nothing. Uh, when you think about it, he has not won a playoff well, he's won one playoff round without KD or LeBron, and he's 30 now. He's been in the league since he was 19. Um, that's just how I feel about it. So coming in at number two of my hottest takes of all time, for me, Kawhi Leonard has an overrated career. Now, I understand he has two rings, but let's break it down. The Toronto Raptors ring, undoubtedly great ring. Carried a team, 
that couldn't get over the hump, especially over the LeBron hump, and then took them to the finals, won the championship. Let's break down the context. Durant hurt, gets hurt prior to the finals, then gets hurt during the finals. Clay gets hurt in game six, and the Raptors win with Steph and just Draymond. The Warriors team was broken down. They were going through ups and downs, you know, behind the scenes, and he still almost pulled off the victory. If KD's fully healthy and if Clay doesn't get hurt, the Warriors probably win in six, maybe even five. Who who knows? Now, then you go to the Spurs championship. Kawhi definitely deserved finals MVP. But was he the best player on that team going into the series? No. He was great during that playoff run. But even the following year, he wasn't an All-NBA, All-Star type of player. It was the next year that he was. So with Kawhi, when you look at his career, it's kind of strange because he has these peaks, and they're different different peaks. But then when you kind of like put it all together, his career is more in the elk of Bill Walton, Brandon Roy, better Tracy McGrady-esque, where it's more so of the all-star games and stuff like that and the dominance. But the peak is what we want to talk about. The issue is it's really only the peaks that we should be talking about Kawhi. He's doesn't look the same now. He has his moments, but injuries over the last however many years has always put in, put him out. There was the year that he got hurt, that he wanted to leave San Antonio, only played, I believe, like five games. There was last year he didn't play at all. This year he's in and out. His career is going to go down as slightly overrated when talked about. He has those two rings kind of spread apart, and you got to think about the context. Did Deserve finals MVP in both of them, but do the Warriors beat that Raptors team fully healthy? I believe so. Was Kawhi Leonard really the best player on that team? Probably not on, on the Spurs team that won. Probably not. You can make the case. Definitely was the best player in that final series, but that was his breakout party. And then the next year kind of took a step back and then the following year really broke out. So that's kind of the thing with Kawhi. He's at 11,500 points. He's most likely not going to crack the t- the 20,000 point threshold that a lot of great players crack, especially great wing players. Players like Antoine Jameson have 20,000 points. Rudy Gay is close to 20,000 points. Andrew Wiggins is going to get the 20,000 points. They're going to have more points than Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has only been in the MVP discussion once, maybe twice. Closest finish was, what, third? Kawhi Leonard is has an overrated career. Now, is he still a great player? Yes. Is he one of the greatest great players of like the last decade? Yes. But when you really break down the context of Kawhi Leonard in his career, it is slightly overrated. And I know people are going to kill me for this, but I'm sorry. That's just how I always felt about Kawhi. It was more of close to Tracy McGrady rather than uh, us trying to put him in the Durant-LeBron category. That's just kind of how I always felt about him. Now, for my number one hottest take, I'm going to preface I think the person that I feel as though is not who's who would be second, I believe he is the second greatest shooting guard ever. Do I have him over this guy? No. And I will break it down. Number one hottest take. Tim Duncan is over Kobe. Now, 
I know a lot of people are going to be mad at me for this. Kobe's amazing. Kobe is a top 10 player of all time. He's the second greatest shooting guard of all time behind Jordan. He is generational. He is an icon, uh, impacted a whole era of basketball. But I truly believe that Tim Duncan had a better career and was the better player. Now, when you really break it down, Tim Duncan has more MVPs, more finals MVPs, more All-NBAs, more All-NBA defensive teams, more better record. Tim Duncan never missed the playoffs. Kobe missed the playoffs a couple of times. So you want to say Tim Duncan had Greg Popovich? Kobe had Phil Jackson. Tim Duncan's best teammate was Tony Parker, if you want to say the 99 version of David Robinson. Kobe had Shaq. One has five rings, the other has five rings. Kobe did three-peat he, Kobe, and went back-to-back. Duncan never won two straight, which does hinder him. But I will always lean towards Duncan to me. Duncan is the best power forward of all time. Uh, Mr. Fundamental himself. I thought I always thought he was better defensively. Like I said, he was a winner. Never missed the playoffs. Always, I, I don't know if he, he always cracked. Over 50 wins, or I mean, was on pace because I know the 99 season was a lockout season. I don't know if, like, towards the end, if they finished below 50 wins. I don't think they did. I think he always cracked 50 wins or was at least on pace to crack 50 wins, including that 99 year. But another thing is Kobe, to me, it was just scoring over that he would have over Duncan. I feel like the feel as though Duncan had everything else, he was the more full package. I just always thought Duncan was like a top seven guy ever. And it's weird because when you look at it from, you know, you look at the film and Kobe was definitely dominant, but Duncan, like the almost quadruple double game against the Nets in the finals is just crazy to watch. Like, it's just crazy that he can, like he dominated and you're just not even like, wait, what? And he's almost got a quadruple double in the finals game, you know? So to me, I always thought Duncan was better. Now, do I think Kobe's still top 10? Yes. Do I think Kobe Kobe is the second greatest shooting guard ever? Yes. If it wasn't for Jordan, he would be the best. Uh, I'm from Philly. He's a Philly guy. You know, like, Kobe's great. I will never discredit him. But when, if people ever had the argument who was the best in their era, I always lean towards Duncan over Kobe. So, those were my four hottest NBA takes of all time. Please don't be mad at me especially my friends, please do not be mad at me for what I said today. Now, I'd like to thank everyone who listened, for everyone who watched, and see you next week for another episode of Hoops with Coop. Take care, all.